This is episode one of the unauthorized, unofficial, and only Joey podcast. And only. Uh, it's called How's Joey Doing? How's Joey Doing? Every time we settle on this title. Well, pun. Uh, this is, that's not a pun. This is uh, a podcast about Joey, the friend spinoff. With Joey Tribbiani, the Joey character. Tribbiani. So uh, there's, uh, this show fascinates me to no end. Because the thing about Friends, one of the, one of the most beloved shows of all time, Ugh. unarguable. How do you feel about Friends? I agree that it's beloved by many Americans, but I don't. I'm not a fan. I think it's okay. very hokey, and the it's all like. Please, could please I, leave my podcast. <laughs> so you're gonna have a different host every week anyway. But this yeah, might be the last time. I'm say, on the so anyway. my name is Nick, and uh, I like the show Joey. And basically, I'm just trying to be a televangelist for the show and spread its good words to everyone else. So uh, I think what's going to happen is every week I'm just going to kind of have a rotating panel of co-hosts and I'll be showing them the show Joey and we'll uh, I'll learn a little bit about ourselves along the way. So this let's maybe. Okay. So my initial thoughts on the show is I actually liked it more than friends. Okay. And I thought it was actually all right. And that's, I know it's going to be like heresy to everyone, but Maybe because I've, I've seen, like, my dad watches Two Broke Girls and Mom, like, all the today's crappy sitcoms, and that blew it out of the water. Like, it's to me, it's not a great sitcom, but it blew it out of the water because the ones today suck. But I liked it more than Friends. It was less pandering, like, could I be any more wrong? Like, those Friends jokes, you know what I mean? Joey, well, okay, Friends lasted 10 seasons, 236 yeah. episodes right. of Friends. Joey was on for two seasons. Friends ran from 94 to 04, and then... Right after that, Joey took its time slot. I remember growing up. I must have been 12. I saw commercials for Joey during the finale of Friends. Is yeah. that possible? It was. I think I did. Um, they probably didn't have scenes from it necessarily. No, it was or like him in the, actually like him in the pool with his hands behind his head. Like Maybe they had a pilot for it, but it was. It was. It lasted two seasons. Mm-hmm. It went from 05 to 06. Uh, I mean, 04 to 05 and 05 to 06. Right. And the crazy thing. This is what gets me, is that Friends is one of the most beloved shows of all time, and people just ignore the fact that there's that there's m- more canon to the Joey Tribbiani story. Yeah. Like, if you look at the... I mean, obviously the show Frasier is a spinoff success story of Cheers. Yeah. It's, it's like, that's huge. But even, like, if you look at, like, just any other show, I feel like people talk about the MASH spinoff after MASH. Like, they know that it gets... Yeah. Um, Friends the fans, Jeffersons after... Was that All in the Family? Jeff and his yeah, mom. all that. But you know, like, it is kind of surreal though to see this and think, "Wow, there's more of the Joey character doing the Joey stuff. Story. There's more of it's, Joey doing things." There's and people don't even like, yeah, want to know what it, it's. I'm surprised it's that Friends me. people aren't all over this. Why, That's what I mean. Why wouldn't they it's, be? It's even and I think it's okay to and like I don't I I'm able to separate it from Friends. Right. Um, it's the same thing as like with Scrubs or like the ninth season of the show. Everyone knew that was really supposed to be a spinoff, but it wasn't. And so in their minds, they separate. Most like diehard Scrubs fans yeah. will be like season eight, Zach Braff like has his big finale. That was the finale of the show. And then so, Scrubs season nine was kind of intended as a spinoff. So they're like, oh, that's, uh, yeah. And, and the network wouldn't either. allow it to be a spinoff. Uh, so um, they wanted to call it Scrubs Med School. It takes was place it very different, the show? Yeah, it took place mo- different school, different characters. And some of the others came back for a while. But they kept the same name, but, like, fans were smart enough to discern for themselves. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting, because people with this 
some people had a problem with it, I guess. And I, I mean, with other Joey? people just didn't watch it. I don't get. It's, I don't. Well, to me, is is you know, it's. I don't think it's the best show I ever saw. It's not. I'm not like Ryan Scott, our friend, who said like, "Oh, when you said it aired in Canada, but at the US, he was like, yeah, I could see that because it's like a show for <laughs> for TV, but not like American TV. Well, it, no, I think it's perfectly that's fine as I a mean, sitcom. It was can, yeah. When you look at what multicam sitcoms are doing now and like how often they fail, it was a good, solid show. Like and it, it was. I it was, see it your was, obsession with it only because it's why did this flop as quickly as it did? Because it's it did. not bad well, it enough took, to flop, and took, it used a a like a, something that people already loved, right? And they took it and it just yeah. Flopped. And that's a lot of the things that they talked about. The producers talked about how it was Joey anchoring every scene mm-hmm. where instead of six people. But well, I guess first to let people know this. Yeah. So the show aired for two seasons. Oh, like there was said, another one. Oh, four to five and five to six. Only one in America, though, right? No, see, so they, both seasons aired in America. Oh. It got canceled um, towards the end of season two. Mm-hmm. They they moved the night, and then it was on opposite American Idol. It got killed, and then this shortly is thereafter... probably one of the first seasons of American Idol, It was too. kind of early on, I think. And shortly thereafter, the, 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 it, they canceled Joey because it had uh, really low ratings. Right. But the last eight episodes, I believe, six to eight episodes of the show... Uh-huh. Did not air in America. The show was popular wow. in somewhere in Europe, so it all aired there. That's but so America weird. did not see the last eight episodes of the show. But you have and on then, DVD, right? Yeah, and then what happened was it came out on DVD in 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 uh, <laughs> still uh, not selling in, this America. in America. In season one, they it, it came out on DVD and not enough people bought it. So season <laughs> two right. didn't come out at all in America. And most people didn't buy season one. So the thing is, you bought it from like Canada or something, yeah, right? I bought season two from Canada. It was a lifelong dream I had for like <laughs> for like eight years. Um, it's a sad lifelong dream. And it was my dream. And I finally, a few <laughs> months ago, it. got it. And I saw the last eight episodes of Joey that... Oh, for the first time ever? The, you yeah. might be one of the few Americans to have seen ever this. Seen it. Nobody's seen season two of Joey since it aired. And likely most haven't seen season one either. They haven't seen the last eight episodes at all. So forget about people not wanting to know how the Joey canon ends. They, they didn't even tell America. I don't worry about how this how his like story <laughs> ends, but to me, there was some, there was some the... funny parts. He's like, you know, he's stupid. The show starts. It opens up with him like you know getting in the cab because he's moving out of L.A. to be an actor. He was an actor in New York, and then and then like while he's in the cab for a while. He's like explaining like you know why he's why moving to LA and he goes like why are you in in uh, in Dallas and he realizes he's at his layover for the flight and he just get walked out of the airport like yeah that was pretty funny it was a good start to the show introduces you to the Joey dumbest because Joey got dumber as friends went on and by season ten he's classic did he really dumb get really dumb but had heart yeah it was pretty interesting you see a lot of that if you look at the first step like seasons of any shows how the characters change and find a niche like do you watch I'm trying to think hmm. Oh, I can't think of a good one right now. Um, well, movies do this. If you watch, like, and I'm thinking of this because Stifler's mom is in Joey. I forget her name, but she plays, Jennifer like, Coolidge Jennifer plays Coolidge plays Joey's, Joey's agent. agent, who's over the top, very, she's a funny woman. She's the same person in everything we've ever yeah. seen her in. Well, so maybe we should, I guess, woman. tell people who don't know, just the simple breakdown. So Joey, Matt LeBlanc, Joey Tribbiani from Friends, mm-hmm. moves to L.A. Yeah. Because he has a new acting job. Tries to be a serious actor. Yeah. Moves in with, uh, well, he gets his own place, and he's there uh, living, 
his sister lives in L.A., one of his seven sisters, uh-huh. but one who you've never heard of before the name. Her name's Gina, right. played by Drea Matteo from The Sopranos. I was going to um, say, that's what I know her from. Yeah. I, I've never seen her anything outside of this. I know she's in Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she's, she in, plays she's a, in that for a while. But she she plays like a trashy biker woman in that. In 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 Joey and in uh, Sopranos, she plays kind of the same woman. They're like, same outfits, like, she's, you know, yeah, yeah, Italian, yeah. like, oh my god, mm-hmm. like, type, you know. Yeah. Um, she's good for that one role, that one type of thing. Yeah, and then she has um, her son, like, played by Paul Cassandra. Half, half the moms on Long Island, I bet, are that woman. Just saying, <laughs> you know. Um, and Paula Costanzo plays her 20-year-old son, Michael. Uh, I like him from Road Trip. Yeah, he's good. He's in, he's in, he's in Royal Pains now, too. I and seen uh, it. Uh, he wants to move in with his Uncle Joey because he claims everyone's making fun of him for being 20 and living with his mom. Right. Uh, which isn't something that would really happen anymore. I don't think. Yeah. Um, well, but, when, he, when he graduated. I don't know. Yeah. My mom was upset when I moved out, but at the same time, when I'm home yeah, for a week, so, by the end, we're both like, we need a little break. <laughs> but I do yeah, love seeing them. I'm actually home right now. I'm recording this. I love being with my family. But yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's time. It's, it's heartwarming here. The show tells, that's, a, the show tells a, a true-to-life story <laughs> of what well, that's, Yeah, and that's, that's, that's the thing. is like, uh, he wants to move in with Joey, and then his mom finds out and doesn't right. want him to move in. That's kind of the conflict of the episode. You also get introduced to... Uh, character named alex andrea anders plays her she's uh joey's neighbor and who you find out is married yeah but you, you don't see the married. husband yet in episode one from and what so i've you, seen you get you see you're like oh this is gonna go somewhere at some point right uh and then the other person you see is joey's agent there will, there will be hijinks so jennifer coolidge this is what i want to get to see stifler's mom have you ever seen have you seen all the american pie movies or at least the theatrical ones i'm not talking about the straight to dvd the 19 the million one. they made okay so like stifler's funny in the first one mm-hmm. he's funny in the second one by the third one they write him as a crazy over-the-top caricature of his of his character from the first two so like similarly with joey you said he was not as dumb early seasons of friends in early seasons of friends it, yeah is it he kinda... smarter in this in joey is he more early seasons of friends version no, of joey he, it's it, it kind of picks up from late season you know he has like a rousing like i'm a smart guy speech that brings the whole gang together that at the kind end of, of the first he episode. kind of references like, i gotta know where that came from but he always was a character who like had heart like a lot of heart and like cared about his friends and stuff and there was he kind of i did hear that he kind of felt that like at the end of friends his his character wasn't being developed enough they did explore like another relationship spoiler alert for friends they (laughs) developed another relate like uh he kind of had a crush on rachel and and her on him at different times Mm -hmm. but for the most part they never i think he felt like his character wasn't being developed enough and so when it came time to do a spinoff he did it and the director one of the producers of friends uh kevin bright they did a show. Uh-huh. And then I, I I think I read that the other producers, they, they kind of didn't regard this as kind of canon to the story. Right. So there, there's no mention of this in, in the Friends finale. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no mention of Joey moving to L.A. or anything like that. Really? You just know that he doesn't get a... Um, Some big role he wanted. He, he, well, he, no, you just know that he doesn't... Uh, there's no kind of major ending for him in the last season. Right, where all the other guys wrapped up real nicely. Yeah. And he that's, did. I guess, because he, they wanted yeah. to make this. They knew this was going to happen already. Yeah. They wanted to write the I show imagine. for him with what goes on after. So, so, I mean, yeah, and so that's interesting. And, it, yeah, I don't know. You know what was my favorite part of the episode? And this is not an intentional. I'm sure they hate this part of the episode where, um, so he he turned down a show to be like a male nurse, right? Was that it? And it ended up being super, yeah. super, super popular. And his other show, he was a cop, and they show him, like, humorously punching some guy and getting blood all over him. Like, that was canceled for being too, like, over-the-top gory. <laughs> but the line that got me was, I went from two shows to none overnight. And I'm thinking, hey, yeah. you have to know who Matt LeBlanc is. 
Yeah. To me, that's a hard sell too because I feel like the the, the audience who appreciates Friends isn't the same audience that's going to appreciate a sat satirical, semi autobiographical show on Showtime that's probably a little bit more edgy and raw. Like, are they going to appreciate that? Yeah, show? we are because we like all different shows. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like the people who appreciate that most most are like. Yeah, we know who Matt LeBlanc is. We know movie trivia, but we want to watch Showtime and HBO and that kind of crap. Yeah. That's that's what I feel from that. Um, but yeah, I thought that I mean, I thought that was funny. Interesting parallels with a film <laughs> acting career. Yeah, I was like, this isn't feeling, you know, he's on, on Showtime. That's kind of weird. I would definitely so, say though, like anyone who's a friend a, a fan of Friends Go watch it's this. Just, it's people. I think people, yeah, people like, hear about the show and they, wow, it must be awful. Because it existed really for two years. It's not. It's it's it's, a, it's, it's a, not the best. It's a decent sitcom. It's not the best. I mean, there's, I could pick honestly ten sitcoms I like more. There's certain yeah, sitcoms like my favorites of all time are in order probably Seinfeld, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. As far as like with laugh tracks in the background, those are to me the big two. Um, I like King of Queens and things like that. I like. Mm -hmm. Very, very few others with a, with a laugh track in the background or the actual studio audience in the background. There's very few I actually love. I mean, I love Lucy's up there because it's just it's classic and those people right. are actually those people are actually laughing at every single thing that's said. Yeah, and you know and some of the old ones had such bad fake laugh tracks, but they had real audiences laughing for yeah. a long time. Multi, there's not a lot of multicams now that are like embraced by people outside of a few like the Chuck Lorre ones, like Big Bang Theory and things like that. But and those I wouldn't. Yeah, quality. Like they, you know, there's not the real audiences that can laugh for everything. You know, mm -hmm. put a real audience, get some laughs, and if you don't, rewrite some shit. I don't know. That's a terrible thing to say because I'm not a writer, but I don't no, know. Yeah, it's very. You hear people cackling their heads off at jokes that no one is going to giggle at. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, Matt uh, Matthew Perry now is on CBS in a show called The Odd Couple, and they are morally opposed. Was the guy's quote to sweetening the audience with fake laughter? Well, good. Everything you hear. I don't know if you know about. The Odd Couple, I mean, that was my dad's, one of his favorite shows growing up with the original. Yeah, it was a great show. With, uh, oh, I forget the two. He, my dad's going to be upset at me for not knowing what the two guys' names are. Um, Crap. But. Oh, well, I should really know it, too. Is it uh, Jack Lemon and yeah, someone yeah, else? I feel real bad about not knowing this. I should um, know this. Stupid. Um, anyway, but I've, I've seen the movie. Hilarious, too. They had a show and they had a movie that was hilarious. And then supposedly they tried remaking it again once and it didn't work. And now they remade it with the two guys from. Well, it was with what's his name? You knew Matthew Perry and Thomas Lennon from Reno 911. He played Thomas Bengal. Lennon has a cameo. He has a cameo in The Dark Knight Rises as Batman's doctor in the third Batman movie. Oh yes, he does. And he's kind of like he's funny, and it needs to be one funny scene where he's kind of like, "You have no cartilage left. Like your body's falling <laughs> apart. Who are you? Like getting into fights every night or something? Like who is this guy?" Is it's yeah. I thought that was. I thought he was perfect for that scene. Kind of weird to see like an obscure comedian like that. He's that guy does a lot. He does a lot of screenwriting. Does he really? Too. He wrote Night at the Museum with his writing partner. Oh, get out uh, of here, Rob Prangerant. I don't like that movie, book about but it. I respect him for writing. Well, they, no, they um, he talks he talked to, on somebody's podcast, Marins or somebody about uh -huh. how he's like, yeah, I like write these other things for money. Wow. And he's like, you know, it gets to people think people could call you a seller, but it gets to fund all the things that I want to do. Like they, yeah, to me, it's not big, something. It's different. Yeah, they have a nice book called How to Write Movies for mm -hmm. Fun and Profit with for fun crossed out, and it's and it's, <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's uh, great. Yeah, and it's just about how to write, write the blockbuster. I respect he him for being also out there. in France. He played Joey's hand twin, um, where they go to Vegas, and Joey he plays a bouncer, and Joey's in Vegas shooting a movie, and they're at a casino, uh -huh. and he's like. Oh my God! You're my hand twin, and so he he chases the guy around trying to get him to 
he's like, we have to take this act on the road. And he goes, we have to have a TV show. He goes, I even have a theme song for the oh, show. God. He goes, let me tell you what it is. This hand is your hand. <laughs> I already get it. This, this is... hand is my hand. <laughs> and he goes, okay, stop. And he goes, no, I'm not done. Goes, no, wait, that's your hand. Ah, no, that's my hand. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so, but I mean, oh, yeah. He's a... TV. Wasn't Paul Rudd on, on Friends, too? Paul Rudd was on Friends, yeah. He married Phoebe. Oh, did he really? Oh, he was that ingrained in the show towards the end? Uh, a little bit. He recurred. He recurred. He was like, I'm married, but I'm busy at work, well, they, so I'm not in this episode. Well, he got married towards the end. Oh, okay. Right in, like, last season. He, uh, he's had an interesting career, for sure. Yeah. First of all, he doesn't age. Have you seen him, like, 30 years ago to now? He doesn't age. He doesn't age. I saw him in Ant-Man, which... It's weird to see him now headlining, like, a Marvel action movie as a superhero, because I know him as, like, Goofy Paul Rudd. He's in Will Ferrell movies, he's in Anchorman and stuff, but yeah. he was like... Mike Hannigan is uh, Ant-Man. Mike, Mike Hannigan is his friend's character. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mike Hannigan <laughs> as Ant-Man. Uh, yeah, he um, he's definitely interesting. You, um, he was, like, sex symbol in the early 2000s, and now he looks the same, so... He, he was in... I, what did I see him in when I saw him really young the other day? What's the one where he's... Oh, Clueless. You ever see Clueless? It's no. on, like, TBS. I know Clueless. I'd never seen it. They made a show out, out of that, too. It was supposed to suck. He plays, like, the main, like, materialistic Beverly Hills girl's uh, father's mentee. But they're also friends from when they were, like, little. And she turns... At the end, she's like, oh, I realize I like this guy because he's, like... Nice and my friend or whatever. So mm-hmm. It's okay movie. Uh, girls love it. It was like Mean Girls before Mean Girls existed. Mean and girls people still love it. And that's why they should love Joey. Yeah, that's... I would tell people to watch Joey. If you like Friends, I don't see why you wouldn't... Other than it's just not accessible right now to people. Like you said, it's you gotta buy the thing in Canada. So I... This is part of... Uh, this podcast is part of a <laughs> multi-tiered plan I have. <laughs> Three-part plan. Four-part plan to make Joey more... Uh, more accessible to uh-huh. American audiences. Right. And my ultimate goal is that they will put it on Netflix and maybe re-release the DVD. I just want people talking about the show, man. So, uh, I want people talking the, about the, it. The, the fervor and excitement in which you speak of the show is not unlike a young Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Excited about, you know, Mein Kampf. Right in the right in mind struggle. Right about my struggle. And how, like, he's like, here's my plan to take over Germany with ridiculous ideas. And when he did it, they're like, oh, wow, you did it. Like, look, at this, look at this crazy person's book. This well, is your version me. of, like, here's my list of how I'm going to get people to watch Joey <laughs> again. And it's like, oh, my well, God. You're a part of the podcast now. This should be on Netflix you're, if they get co-hosted. Yeah, I mean, everything that's on Netflix, come on. Netflix should be a home for there, this. There's actually, there's... Good people involved with the show too. One of the like a bunch of the producers from Friends, you know, did this show and writers. Um, mm-hmm. A guy named Robert Carlock, who now he does everything with Tina Fey. He did Thirty right. Rock, big right. part of that. He was on Friends and he was on this. I don't. This would be a uh, Netflix would be the perfect home for this. It would be perfect. You know, I I think actually Netflix is on HBO's level as far as quality, if not higher. It's unbelievable how they came out of nowhere and became amazing. Yeah. Because you look, Amazon's trying to do it, uh, Yahoo's trying to do it, and but they, I mean, Netflix came out with the one-two punch of like uh, House of Cards and then like a bunch of other original things. Just, and then Orange is New Black, yeah. Yeah, and Orange is New Black, and now it's everything. Now they have the, the Netflix original section is almost as big as HBO's like. HBO Go. HBO's been around forever. It's unbelievable. And it's all high quality. But the thing I see them doing that HBO doesn't do is they'll they'll resurrect old shows, like cult shows. Like they did a they did a prequel show to um 
my wet hot American, American summer, summer, and it was unbelievable. Another Lennon. another Paul Rudd too, and Thomas Lennon. Yeah, there you go. Wow. And it's amazing. It's like you know that's that's such a that show is is such a show for like TV nerds. Like me and you love it. Our friend Matt's probably loves it. anyone who like loves the cult movies, and it's a perfect home for it. Yeah, you, yeah. They had approached Universal at like the tenth anniversary. I was just reading really? about that today. They'd approached Universal, the creators of the show, like uh, of the movie, like, hey, you want to do something? Uh-huh. Can you at least re-release the DVD? We'll film something for it. And Universal was like, no, nobody's buying this. Nobody wants. And Netflix wow. picked it up a few years later. And I don't know how popular it would be. There's no statistics for this, and I'd like to see... I mean, there's no public statistics for this. I'd yeah, love Netflix to see how Netflix shows ratings. perform. It's You know, I'd love to see how they figure out how much to pay for shows, too, because it's not... Maybe they have better analytics than, like, a, a regular TV channel with, like, Nielsen ratings and stuff, because yeah. they consistently put out expensive stuff. I started, I started watching Narcos. The first episode is, like, an hour-long montage in which the set changes every, like, 20 seconds, and I'm thinking... What does it cost like a billion dollars to make? Like I understand it's like in the woods yeah, and it's yeah, in Colombia, yeah. but but this is like movie quality stuff, and it's 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 got to be as expensive as a movie. It's incredible. Yeah, they're doing the next four Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, legitimate one of them is, is kind of, yeah. I saw the trailer for the movie and like you know as you know you have your opinions about Adam Sandler, but it's gonna be a real movie type you know production values on this thing. It's amazing. Yeah, and I saw um. And, and it still amazes me every single show they just release all on day one. I just finished watching Master of None with Aziz Ansari. Fantastic. But another one, it's like, I'm, I'm watching it. it. I watched it as if it was a five-hour movie. I sat there and I watched it. Yeah. It's it's crazy how they do that. Oh, actually, so I have a point, a Friends-related thing. Because um, I, I actually, you know, I don't want to knock on HBO, too. I love HBO. I have HBO Go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, like, oh, Netflix is the one to revive old shows and revive old, you know, uh, obscure shows. They, HBO just revived the comeback with Phoebe from from Friends. Yes, so Phoebe yeah. did something. What's that actress's name? Almost Lisa Kudrow. Lisa did Kudrow. Something almost similar, kind of, to a Matt Levin Kind of similar episodes, right? Well, I guess not actually. She wasn't playing herself, but she played. She's no, playing but a character, and uh, it was a character who was making a comeback. And the funny thing is, the watching, original was the comeback, and this is the comeback, the comeback of, the of the comeback character. Yeah. Right. So there was like originally there was two seasons of the show already, and then like nine years later she came back yeah. or something and with the show for one more like, season. Yeah, and you're kind of watching like the raw footage of like them filming her. Basically, right. It's very interesting. Somebody did a show a lot similar to that kind of, but amazing. Um, Bo Burnham, comedian, did a show called on MTV called Zach Stone is going to be famous. Okay. It was fantastic, and it's about this kid who, like, hires a documentary crew to uh, track him trying to make himself a star, and every episode he's trying to be a different thing, uh-huh. be it a reality star or an actor or, like... That's awesome. Yeah. What was like this on? Celebrity Chef. It was on MTV. Oh, really? 13 episodes. It, can't, it got canceled. Fantastic. Dang. So good. I love I've, I've stuff was like never that. been so impressed by a show in, like, a long time. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to think what shows really impressed me lately. I mean... Master and I like anything. I'm trying to think. There's anything outside of HBO and Netflix that really like catch me lately. And I, it's uh, Joey. I guess you know it caught me <laughs> off guard a little bit. I I liked it. I and I was I'm surprised that I liked it and kind of pissed that I liked it because it's I, I really don't like Friends and people love Friends and to me you know someone told me the other day I also hate uh, How I Met Your Mother. And I said, Please leave my podcast. You love that show too, right? <laughs> and someone's like, Well, why do you hate it? Is it just because people say, Oh, it's just like friends? And I was like, No, I hate friends too. I just, because to, to me, and the reason I hate these shows is I don't like comedies. If you, if you have a comedy with like a laugh track or something, I don't need the sweet moments. I watched Seinfeld, and for nine seasons, there was not one 
sweet moment or like a happy ending unless it made the joke. And to me, and and then Ryan Scott was telling me the other day that Always Sunny in Philadelphia is the same thing. And I said, it's not. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, it's a good show, but it's not on Seinfeld level. It's it's intentionally depraved, almost too much sometimes. And it's a, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. I really love the show. But it, they intentionally try to offend and be ridiculous. And talk, where Seinfeld, it was just... What is the funniest? And even in this, right. and even in Joey, it's not terrible because there's a lot of things where they go for the jokes. But at the end, it's like he has to give the Rasmus well, speech, kinda, and everyone lives happily ever after. Well, you kind of see in Seinfeld at the end of that, like uh, at the end of the show, you kind of see them, you know, get punished for that. They go to prison because they're, they're in prison for basically being awful. People. I think that's a great. But then that, to that, that show, show. they la- yeah, yeah I, think I do too, and they launched that show, uh, kind of specifically trying to go against the sitcom uh kind of yeah. format of the 80s like that pattern where you know in like in full house or something mm-hmm. where where everything gets wrapped up and bob Sagan and dj tanner make up yeah um all that kind of hard i look at like i think they like, intentionally went away from that yeah they did they went away from like the i think of all in the family where i like that show a lot but i think that show you know it was a lot of archie bunker was you know he would be an idiot he'd be like you know racist or sexist and it would that, that through that episode like they would teach a lesson to him, and they would teach a lesson to the country that had to be heard. Like it was, there was racism going on back then. There was sexism going on back then. There's an episode where he doesn't want to, he he doesn't want to give blood because he sees a black guy's giving blood, and they're like, oh, they don't. And he was upset that they right. didn't discriminate. And through the episode, they show that like he becomes friends with a black guy, and it's like, look, everyone's the same. It's equality yeah. and all that. And it's, but at the time, that was important to teach people, and I thought that was fine for that show. Seinfeld's like, we're gonna be a funny show. I don't need like. I look at, like, Two Broke Girls and Mom and, like, all these things, and it's, like, to me, that's when I, I don't care, and they stop being funny. The end of The end of The Office, when it got too much about, like, oh, my God, are Pam and Jim going to stay together? I don't care. It's, like, be funny. I'm watching this to laugh, you mm-hmm. know? Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so my you, thoughts no, on yeah, it. Do you not agree? I, I mean... It's almost like two different genres of a sitcom, kind of, or two mm-hmm. different styles. Because yeah. I watch sitcoms for that stuff sometimes. Really? Kind of. Really? I mean, not. I, I will watch TV for that stuff. And how do you I feel? I, th- I feel like if it works, it works. And I feel like How I Met Your Mother made it work in a very unique way. That's another way. one. I think, to me, that show and Friends are similar in that I think it's too much hokiness, too much pandering. You but can that's also my opinion. say that in a sense. That's something that Friends did really was kind of like they did it open a lot. up the door to like having a dramatic arc on, on sure. sitcoms in a more loose way. I actually like, like the the ending of Friends where it's kind of heartfelt where like they they say goodbye to the apartment and leave the key there and walk out and it's kind of sad and it's kind of somber but it's like yeah. to me it's like the joke is ending and that's okay. That's that was funny. Um I like that. That was great. I like the end, ending you know, of it. You know how they end that show? They end with like one of my just favorite stupid jokes. They say they the last thing they say as they're leaving, like, well, do you guys have to go to the new house? Monica and Chandler go to a new house, and like, right. you have to, do you guys have to go to the new house now, or do you have some time? And like, we have some time. And he goes, oh, cool. Well, you want to get a cup of coffee? And they're walking out, and they're like, sure. Uh-huh. Where? That's what Chandler says. Oh, because they don't have the coffee shop anymore? Central Park. Yeah. Because they, are, they still have Central say, Park. kind of funny. Right. Like, it's still there, but they're, they're, the joke is that, like, oh, we're going to go where we always go. Uh-huh. It's funny, man. <laughs> no, that's um, no, yeah. So, how do you feel about the Big Bang Theory? Because I have my own opinion on this. I actually, I don't watch it much, but I do like what I've seen. Okay. I think it's carved itself. So I've seen it a lot, and here's my thoughts on it. I used to love it at first, and now I hate all the newer stuff. Once, so the way when this when the show started, it was, you know, there were four nerds, 
They never got the girl. They had like they were they, you know they had they had money because they were engineers. They were smart guys. But and it, and it was funny like the one guy always tried to get with his neighbor who was very attractive, like uh, Penny. Um, and it was a very very funny show. She was dumb, but she was like very nice. You know you liked her a lot. Um, mm. As the show progressed, there's now four women and characters on the show to match the four men characters on the show, and it's and it, it turned into a, like you know oh women are engineers too. And I'm like all oh, that all that's fine. But to me it's like. The show isn't as funny to me anymore now that they're like, you know, one of the characters is an astronaut, and the other one's, like, he was afraid to ever talk to women, and he had to be drunk if he did. Now he's like, I don't know if he has yeah. a girlfriend, too. It's it's this four women on the show and four men on the show. It turned into a couple sitcom, which is, to me, it, and it's trying to be like, oh, like, you know. Yeah, it turns into a formula. It turned of. into the Friends or the um, or the How I Met Your Mother, which for some people, they really like this. Now they're, I mean, the show's still going on being very, very successful. Yeah, but I never sure. liked it for that. I liked the beginning when they were... They were dorks, and it's you know, look. I'm I'm not like like I mean I'm a nerd too. This is I'm not saying this to insult. I'm not trying to offend anyone in this, but I really think the show was better when it was just. I thought it was funnier to watch them fail and try to to succeed in like you know mainstream ways when they're very nerdy guys. And I thought the show changed that way. Mm-hmm. Whereas Friends, I'm fine with it because Friends and even Joey was always one way. It was right. always it was always like happy ending. It's about friends, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I hear that. Not- there are a lot of the, you know, sitcoms, it's interesting how sitcoms tend to yeah. change over the course of their run. Joey, uh, I mean, Friends did too, and, well, the interesting thing about Friends is that it kind of, like, the progression of the characters, if you look at season one and season ten, they are certainly different in ways both because they grew as characters, but also because uh-huh. the characters became different things. Yeah, that's They weird. were expanded and deepened in some ways, and in other ways they became caricatures of who they were. But there wasn't a double-sized cast with, you know, we've changed the mood of the show no. type shift, which yeah, I saw in Big Bang Theory, which is weird. Like, Friends, it was still Friends. Yeah. Still the same people. They're like, okay, you said, like, there was recurring characters like uh, Paul Rudd, but it was still Friends. It was yeah. still at Central Park doing their thing. Whereas I watched an episode of Big Bang Theory the other day, and it was like three women characters who were never on the show in the first few seasons. It always weirds me out to see a show in a late season with a scene with a bunch of characters that weren't in earlier seasons at all. And that's all that's in the in the new scene. Mm-hmm. It's weird to me because if I turn on the show and it's like I saw an earlier one, it's like, what the hell? Who, is yeah, the, who like, are any like of these the, people? Yeah, and it's not meant to be like, was like Lost could do that all the time. Because Lost, to me, that's my favorite show. And it was all like, who is this and what's going on? Right. But that was weird to me for a sitcom. You should, there should be like... I'm watching Seinfeld. Oh, there's George. Yeah. It was always those four people being there. We've been talking for 33 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, they barely add anyone in, in Joey. They do add a couple people in season do they? two. You can see. That's not long enough to add network. people. You can see a lot of network kind of tropes. You can oh, see, like, you can let's see add the this feedback. guy. You see the feedback between season one and two. Yeah. So what they add? They add, like, a token goofy black guy. Really? And things like that. Wow. Um, well, actually, maybe that just, maybe one other person now. Forget. No, but that was but, feedback. I'm sure they got. Yeah, I mean, it's it was very interesting. That's fascinating. It took a, it took a different approach. So I would watch one of these again. I would do another episode with you. Yeah, cool. Who are you gonna get for your next one? Do you know? I don't know. I am. Look, you me, gotta get a non-TV trying, person. Me, like you know, I'm a big movie TV buff. You're me gonna get trying someone. to spread the word of Joey. I, I don't know how. This I'm is the reward in itself is getting <laughs> one one new fan a week of Joey. I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I'm saying if you're a fan of of Friends, go watch this. Yeah. Because you, you should. If you're a friend of Friends, go, it's, it is more Friends. Yeah, hey, I can't convert you all the way. Yeah. With one episode. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. This I, will look, be I turned more than you would have ever expected, I think. <laughs> so. Yeah, this this will be an interesting road. Yeah, this know, is weird. I, I think know. you should keep doing this because it's bizarre and funny, and yeah. eventually Matt LeBlanc will have no chance but to acknowledge that this exists. <laughs> That's all I want. That someone's talking uh, about this for this long. <laughs> That's all I want. Um, so I don't know what this will be. 
I don't know what this was, but uh, <laughs> there's the Joey. Uh, you can say that about Joey too. All right, and you'll see them next time. Bye bye. <laughs>